want to get service, selection, and price so low. The record archive is the place to go.
this is Brian Mason from Charmer, Sulaco, and Contrarian, maybe BML, and you're listening to Grim Dystopian. Oh 
Shut up. Oh, fuck, gross. we're recording. Shut up. Episode 201. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we kicked it off with Contrarian's second single released off of their new album coming out mid-March. The song we heard was The Burr of Satya Al Shamal. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> and that's coming off of their upcoming release, Sage of Shakina. And then after that, we heard Displacer from Rochester with the song Kuma Kaiju. And that song featured Zane from Gates of Paradox and Eternal Crypt. Cool. And we have plans to speak to the fellas and Displacer in the near future. Yeah, we do. I'm looking forward to it. Me too. All right. So I think we have, we both have some updates from previous show content right yeah, mm-hmm. do you want to go first or would you like me to go first why don't you go first okay so um i think it was a few couple few months ago i reported on a woman from wisconsin who went on a meth binge and dismembered her boyfriend mm-hmm. do you remember this uh i don't know i mean there's it seems like there's a lot of stories like that. this was really brutal though um she placed him in all kinds of places and then told, laughed at the cops and said, good luck when... Was this like in in his mother's house or something? Yes. Like okay, yeah, yeah. I do remember. And his mother actually found uh-huh. a piece of him. Mm-hmm. Um, so this article says, a woman accused of murdering her lover and dismembering his corpse attacked her attorney in Wisconsin in a Wisconsin courtroom, and it was all caught on video. <laughs> Taylor Shaw Business was calmly sitting in shackles alongside her, ter- her attorney, Quinn Jolly, during a competency hearing in Gre- Green Bay on Tuesday when things quickly took a turn for the worst. For the worst. <laughs> for the worst. <laughs> it started with Jolly asking the court for an extension to give an expert witness time to assess Shaw Business's competency to stand trial. The judge agreed and then pushed her trial back to May 15 from its original March date. Shaw Business clearly wasn't feeling the decision and took all of her rage out on her attorney. And there's wild footage of her elbowing the shit out of her attorney because she was in shackles. So she took her elbows instead of like her fists and attacked the shit out of them. It was in court. Yeah. Where like wasn't there anyone there? 
so here's well yeah i mean somebody ended up taking her down mm. it took like three people uh shaw business was charged with murdering shad thyrion during sex while she was high on meth in 2022 she had le- allegedly strangled him with a chain and sliced off his head and penis with a serrated knife she also reportedly told cops that she had fun that she had fun looking for all of his organs scattered about the crime scene. Hmm. So I kind of feel, I don't know, I don't know. She might really be crazy or it could be... A ploy. Yeah. Yeah. So there's my update. Yeah, that's... That's interesting. Oh, and by the way, take cover because uh, everything we reported, re- reported on about Baba Yaga is coming true. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> kind of. Not really, but, but kind of. <laughs> um, I think I told you a several weeks ago about the uh, Vesna Volovic who is holds the Guinness record for surviving the highest free fall. Oh yeah, from an airplane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um I I remember reading that and then wondering how she survived. And I've found some um uh some theories common theory on how she survived. Okay. Um, one was that, well, the main thing I think is how the plane, the piece of the plane landed at an angle. It didn't Like it was straight. a direct yeah. impact, like slid. Yes. Yeah. And it was like heavy, heavily snowed area. I think there was a lot of pine trees that like supposedly cushioned the landing. Okay. Um, she was in the back of the plane that broke off. And I guess she was wedged um, between uh, like a serving cart and the side of the plane that like held her in place. So so she wasn't thrashing about. Yes. Yeah. And um, this other piece that I thought was interesting was that she originally lied um during her physical or embellished um her blood pressure was really low and i guess they they would have failed her physical for her blood pressure being so low and when wouldn't have allowed her to be uh, a flight attendant um so it says that she drank like a whole bunch of caffeine right before physical to elevate her blood pressure whoa that's crazy um but they thought they they said that her low br- blood pressure, they think, may have kept her heart from bursting on when when it impacted. She impacted with the the mountainside, which I thought was strange. Yeah, but I don't know. Huh. And and the fall was thirty three thousand three hundred and thirty feet. How long does that take? I don't know. Probably too long if you're in it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's got to be horrible. Yeah, that's crazy. 
Is she still alive? No. She, I think she died of cancer in, I forgot what year it was, but that happened in, I think she was in her 20s and that was in 72, I believe. And then she died in her mid 60s. Oh, okay. That's a bummer. Yeah. I wonder if they ever consider changing like the regulations on physicals. Probably not. Probably huh? not. <laughs> That's how we've always done it. <laughs> um, once she, I guess, she was in the hospital for a while, but and was in a coma. But once she woke up, uh, I guess her recovery was pretty quick, and she attributed her speedy recovery to. Um, it's not that amusing. Oh, I thought you were going to say like smoking cigarettes or something. No, but that is the first thing she asked for when she woke up, <laughs> a cigarette. Uh, she said as a child, she ate a lot of dark chocolate and <laughs> spinach and fish oil. Oh, well, perfect. There's your diet, folks. <laughs> I didn't realize they were pushing the, the dark chocolate back in the 70s. Or the fish oil. That would have been before the 70s, actually. It'd be in the fifties. Yeah, I didn't know that. Huh. I feel like that may be bullshit, but <laughs> you think <laughs> <laughs> this ad brought to you by Popeye's spinach. Yes. <laughs> and Hershey's. <laughs> I don't know. Does Hershey's have a they must have a dark chocolate product? I think they do. Yeah, they have dark chocolate kisses. That's Hershey's, right? Yeah. I think we should play some songs. All right. <laughs> First up, Death Path from Spain with the song War Machine. And this is coming off of their latest release, Hate Within, Out Now. And I'd like to thank Metal Devastation Radio PR for sending us over to us. And then after that, from Italy, Thysia with the song Salo off their upcoming debut album, Islands in Cosmic Darkness. Out. April 7th. On, on your birthday. That's not my birthday. <laughs> Chaos Records. <laughs>
Okay, you remember the Dr. Death documentary that we watched? I sure do. About the surgeon Mm -hmm. who should not have been actively participating in surgeries. Yeah. And there were a couple whistleblower doctors, Mm -hmm. surgeons, Mm -hmm. that tried adamantly to stop him. Um, I think you were at band practice and I was watching the nightly news and another whistleblower surgeon from Florida came forward. Um, about him? No, about a for-profit hospital in Florida, mm-hmm. HCA, um, that like not good conditions at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so he is, I believe he was also a neurosurgeon, the guy that went on the news. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said they've cut costs so much that they've actually gotten rid of like actual anesthesiologists, like professionals mm-hmm. and brought in some other group of people. I don't know what that means because I'm not in that industry. Mm-hmm. But he actually had, has had patients wake up during brain surgery. Mm-hmm. And you can... Like, imagine how dangerous that is because the yeah. first thing they want to do is jump up yeah. and, you know, somebody's digging in your brain. Right. Um, they've also talked about, um, you know, how the instruments come like covered in a cloth. You uncover them, they come from like sterilization. <laughs> I guess. Uh, On TV, anyways. Well, apparently, all of those instruments were coming into the OR and they, you know, were uncovering them and cockroaches were coming out. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> um, they had AC issues. They had somebody die in the ICU, which could have, like, been s- so prevented with mm-hmm. just, like, normal care that you would get in ICU. But no nur- because they're so understaffed, mm-hmm. no nurse attended to him for, like, over 12 hours. Mm-hmm. Let's not go there. Well, right. But I think my question to you is, how do you feel about for-profit hospitals? Like, should they even be a thing? Like, it it kind of says what the m- intentions are, <laughs> label- labeling it for-profit. Mm-hmm. So, of course, they're doing all they can to increase money flow and cut costs. Mm-hmm. So, like, they're not... yeah. I guess I don't know enough about, like, uh, um, the finances of hospitals to know, like, I, I, my opinion is that the medical system is horribly broken. Yes. Horribly. And horribly expensive. And... I don't know. And horribly profitable. Yeah. For certain. If you're on the right end of it. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess a bunch of surgeons there gathered together and demanded like a board meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, this says four doctors who attended told and oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. Four doctors attended. Mm-hmm. And I'm getting, obviously, the article off NBC, but with a hospital administration official on hand to hear the answers, the group was asked two questions. Is the hospital providing a safe environment in which to perform surgery? No, was the unanimous 
answer. Mm. Is it a dangerous place to practice? Yes, came a unanimous answer. <laughs> and they have pictures of like cockroaches running around, um, like scene, like operate operating room scenes that have not been cleaned up. There's like blood, dried blood on faucets. Mm-hmm. I. I have a feeling that this is maybe like the restaurant thing. Um, Where it happens more often than you want to believe. Yeah, you hear, you'll hear there will be an incident or something will happen at one restaurant and you'll hear a story about some horrible thing, someone spitting in a, a, a cop's hamburger or something like that. But like working, years ago I worked in food service for quite a while and shit goes on in every fucking restaurant. Uh, don't tell me that. So I'm I don't know. Maybe this hospital and uh, Dr. Death are like you know glaring examples of or maybe extreme, extreme. examples. Yeah, yeah extremes. Hopefully. So, yeah. But I feel bad for the people that have no other option but to go to that hospital or you know i don't Um, know there was um i won't say the name but there was uh when i was trying to get my hernia surgery locally it was during covid and it was a fucking huge pain in the ass yeah and it was very stressful it kept getting canceled Mm -hmm. and i was ready to go and it was canceled at the last minute and then they gave me the option of this local hospital that has very, very poor ratings. Yeah. <laughs> and like at that point, I was just like, I need to get this over with. So I was like going to do it, but then that was canceled too. Yeah. I, you know, I don't know. I think some people are either by their circumstances or a lack of maybe uh money lack of insurance or i I think they're forced into like yeah they absolutely are and that's terrifying yeah or we've seen the stories where these hospitals a, a huge company will come and buy the hospital basically and just change its name well that's what happened with the whole doctor death thing yeah they're like flipping hospitals. Yeah. And it's a fucking, it's the same shithole or even worse with a new name on it and a shiny logo. Yep. People think they're getting, you know. Top-notch care. Yeah. Yeah. I commend these surgeons for coming forward, though, like on national news. Like, yeah. that has to be really hard and they're risking their careers yeah. for the safety of other people. Yep. Why don't we wash our ears out with some music? I think that's a great idea. All right. Am I going first? If you like. All right. First up is Decreptal from Canada with the song Verulence Ectoplasmique. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Um, And this is coming off of their upcoming demo release out March 15th on Misako Un Ojo in Conspiracy with Rotted Life Records. Then after that, Mithridatum with the song Sojourn. Off of their harrowing release. Out now on Willow Tip Records. 
The name Mithridatum refers to the practice of achieving immunity against poisoning through self-administered sublethal doses. I thought that was interesting. I didn't know what it meant, so I looked it up, and that's what it meant. I remember that seemed to be like uh, a, a reoccurring theme in like, um, I feel like the later 70s, early 80s. Um, I remember seeing stuff like that where like, oh, this guy was poisoned with cyanide, but he didn't die. Nothing happened to him. And it was like, oh, he had, you know, he self-administered these microdoses over time and built up an immunity to it. And, you know, he's so unaffected in, by it. So in the rare chance you get poisoned, you're safe. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
Have you heard of the Samuel Alito's mom's satanic abortion clinic? Uh, no, <laughs> I have not. This is a thing now. Um, the Satanic Temple announced via Twitter on February 2nd that it was going to be opening an online abortion clinic in New Mexico an effort to aid those living in the area who seek to end their pregnancies. And it opened on Valentine's Day. Oh, okay. That's a bad thing. Um, this is providing, uh, like, I think, like, the morning after pill for people that, like, since they're not allowed to get... You know yeah, I mean? no, I don't think it's a bad thing. I think women should do... Whatever they choose to do with their body, I just, it's its a little tongue-in-cheeky that they open on Valentine's Day, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think they wanted, I don't know, they like to be controversial. Yeah, I get it. Um, but I think it takes away from their mission. You do? Ultimately. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. The delivery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. The name is a reference to uh, Alito's writing that overturned rights established by Roe v. Wade in 1973. Mm. <clears throat> so, um, just another reason to give uh, Christians <laughs> feel for Satanism. Yeah. Uh, they've all. This is kind of goofy. They've also launched. A variety of merchandise to go along with the clinic opening, including teddy bears, t-shirts, and magnets. See what I mean? I'm looking. The shirts are actually kind of cool. There's um. Is it a non-for-profit? Do you uh, know? Like, are they trying to raise money, and that's why they're doing this? Or I don't think it's for money. Um but it doesn't say. I mean, yeah, I don't know what those the merchandise is funding. <clears throat> they have, the shirts have, um, I'm sure there's a name for it. It's like the AMA symbol. Do you know what I'm talking about? I think so, yeah. They, they have that, but it's in a pentagram on, on the shirt. And it's kind of cool, actually. <laughs> I kind of like it. Um, uh, so, where is this located? I'm sorry. New Mexico. New Mexico. Um, <clears throat> so this is online. The patients must be at least 17 years old, be in New Mexico at the time of their screening, have a New Mexico mailing address, and be up to 11 weeks pregnant. The cost of the health services are free, but they estimate the abortion ritual medications as being deliverable at the cost of $90. Um, the Satanic Temple, on behalf of its members, objects to government interference with abortion access and contests the laws that impede our faith in bodily autonomy and our ability to perform our religious abortion ritual <laughs> violate the First Amendment and the Religious Freedom Restoration Act. 
So I like their mission, but it's such a touchy, controversial topic and act Mm -hmm. that you have to be really careful with the delivery of your messages. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, this is like a very serious thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, but I think they have good intentions. Yeah. I'm still... I'm still kind of shocked that that was overturned after 50 years. I know. Like, that's... Seems... I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. This world is very confusing, and it just keeps getting more so. It's a little scary, too. Uh huh. Does that song sound so familiar to me? Have I heard it? Um, I feel like it belongs in Forrest Gump. Really? 
I, I doubt it was in Forrest Gump. <laughs> 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 um, that was actually... Um, there were two singles that were released by Dave Feinstein in 1978. And that was the second single, which was called Ship on a Stormy Sea. Oh, if you don't say. <laughs> uh, so Dave um, is, or was, is, uh the cousin of uh, Dio. Really? Yeah. Oh. Um, well, that's pretty cool. How'd you find that? Well, so he went on to form the Rods, which oh. was from <laughs> Cortland also, Cortland, New York. Um, with So this, these two singles featured Carl Kennedy, who went on to form the rods with him but it also featured joey DeMeo, who is the bass player of manowar mm -hmm. playing your favorite band yeah playing bass and keyboards on that song i like the song yeah it's pretty catchy i actually liked the uh the bass playing quite a bit in that what do you I, know what year it's from 78 sounds like a 70s yeah. vibe well, that's a good find we might have yeah. to throw that in our rotation. Yeah. Yeah, it's not bad. And um, I know we've gone a few weeks, maybe several weeks, without playing uh, a somewhat local yeah. grandma's pantry. Because we do what we want. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there was something else I wanted to say, too. I forgot what it was. Oh, sorry. Um, My big mouth. So, so this guy, Dave... Feinstein and Carl Kennedy were also part of the horrible uh, Megaforce Records project Lone Rager, which featured Johnny Z uh, and his rapping somewhat rap metal vocals. <laughs> It was not good. No. No, no, but they, they took part in that too. Okay. Well, you know, you got to branch out every now and again. Figure yeah. out what you're good at and what you're not good at. Yeah. I mean, it was, that was from 84, I believe. 84, 85. Um, and I don't think they did much with it. And that was kind of in the early days of when that was being experimented with yeah that's cool i don't remember what year was aerosmith and run dmc oh i have no idea or like anthrax and public no enemy couldn't tell you i think it was maybe i think anthrax was a little bit after that a couple of years later maybe i can't even remember what year i was born Attack sometimes, of the killer bees so. i know you can't so that's that. Well, thank you for sharing. Yep. Sorry for the droning. <laughs> um. So just when you thought the world couldn't get any more weird, uh -huh. scientific studies suggest Lucky Charms may be healthier than eggs, cheese, or steak. <laughs> what? Yep. 
Researchers at Tufts University in Boston released a new highly controversial system for ranking foods based on their nu- nutrient contents. I have to tell you one thing first that what? I forgot and I cannot leave this out. Um, Dave Feinstein was also in Elf with Theo. <laughs> okay, thank I'm you. I'm sorry. I couldn't forget that one. Really weird. All right, let's hear about these lucky charms. In the new ranking, on a scale of 1 to 100, Cheerios earned a healthfulness score of 95 and Lucky Charms 60, while a fried egg was 29, cheddar cheese was 28, and ground beef was just 26. What? Are, well, uh, how are they? How are they scoring these? Um, I don't really know. I didn't want to click on it because it felt a little clickbaity. Is that animals A to Z or <laughs> memes are? <laughs> it is not. <laughs> yes. Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> huh? Memes are well, but it's an actual. <laughs> <laughs> It's an actual study that was done at Tufts University in Boston. Okay. (laughs) Um, Also, in other weird news. Was this an AI study? (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Um, The United Kingdom has um, started its first ever pig spa. And humans go to the pig spa and they act and are treated like pigs to escape the everyday reality of their worlds. What? Yes. What does this mean? <laughs> um, and apparently pig spas are becoming increasingly popular. No. <laughs> Guests at the Pig Weekender can choose from a range of pig therapy treatments as they switch off from the stresses of modern life. Can we go back to the, you know, the days of the furry? Can't you just take a nap? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So what does this look like? It looks like people acting like pigs. Are they like naked in mud? Yes. And they eat out of who? What? pig, what do you call those? Troths? Yeah. Who came up with this? Uh, it, well, the UK has coined it, apparently. <laughs> Let's hear some music. Wait, I have another fun fact, though. Huh. And then we'll as go into As fun as that one? Um, when you eat a pineapple, it eats you back. Did you know this? No. Pineapples are the only known carrier carriers of bromelain, an enzyme that breaks down proteins. Since your body is made of proteins, the pineapples you eat are also trying to digest you, which is why a fresh pineapple can turn your tongue into a sore piece of sandpaper. Hmm. Has that ever happened to you? No. Well, you've never been eaten by a pineapple. <laughs> First up, <laughs> Sepulchrum from Chile with the song Schizophrenic Amputation, which is my favorite kind of amputation. That's this, a good kind. <laughs> this is coming off their upcoming debut album, Lamentation of Immolated Souls, out March 17th on Chaos Records, in conspiracy with 
Cano Metal Records and Burning Cuffing Records. Ooh, that was a lot. <laughs> and then after that, I want to talk about this when we come back. Iron Asparagus from Canada with the song To Huam It May Concern. Fuck you! Off their debut EP, To Huam It May Concern. Fuck you! Out now. I Yeah. 
So we've heard about pineapple, <laughs> and we've also heard about asparagus. Yes. Or from asparagus. <laughs> yes. Um, so you know how, like, uh, you know how pineapple is supposed to make your cum taste better? Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> You've never heard this? No. Really? Well, we're going to have a little science project. <laughs> Um, <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> um, so I'm wondering with that same mindset, like, so we had asparagus 
for dinner last night. Very salty asparagus. Yes. And um and I was doing the asparagus piss all night. Yes. And it smelled really rancid. Yes. I'm wondering if that rancid smell presents itself as a taste in in the cum. Okay. I'm glad you thought about this. What? And are sharing it. I'm just curious. I don't know. Well, why don't you try? <laughs> Give it a whirl. No. That's for you. Let me know. You'll be the sampler. <laughs> no bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sampling that. Um, it's a very weird thought. I know. Is it? Is that what you want to talk about this segment? Or yeah. I mean, I wanted to mention that. Okay. Well, there you go. So we've been talking about the AI shit a lot. Yes. And I started experimenting with chat GPT a bit over the past week. And it's pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, it's, what, what'd you find out? Uh, in some ways, it's really amazing what you can do with it. And I'm just kind of learning it. Um, because it there's a lot to, like, you can use it, like, very simply, like Google or something. Uh-huh. But depending on how you ask it, what you want to ask it, depending what you're using it for. Like your wording depends or greatly uh, affects the the uh, what it returns. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So maybe I'll ask it this question about the asparagus. But I did notice. Uh, aside from that, I did notice. You're like a ten year old with AI. <laughs> <laughs> um, How many licks does it take? I, I'm concerned that, like, depending on what you ask it, there was one point I, uh, just experimenting with it, I asked it, um, so, like, the uh, Kill em All Metallica was recorded at Music America Studios in Rochester, uh -huh. New York, right? I asked it what else or what what was recorded at Music America Studios and it listed a whole bunch of things and I was like holy shit I didn't know this and I know they've recorded a lot of things there but they listed things that were not right like they they listed a testament album they listed an anthrax album hmm. and that was wrong and I'm wondering like as this goes on is that going to work its way into you know, reality? Is that going to be woven into like what is thought to be the right answers? Yeah. Is it going to change history, basically? Well, I mean, if you look at it that way, social media has already done that. Right? Yeah, in a different way. Yeah. But yeah. But I mean, as as this, I don't know. I think there's different. I'm just concerned. Yeah. Yeah. Are you scared? Kinda. You know, every time you chat with one of those, they're collecting all kinds of I know. data about you too. I know. <laughs> I know. I think about that. <laughs> I do. Not that they don't already have it. I mean, you walk around with this fucking rectangle attached to you. They know everything you're doing already. They know every thought that you have because you Google it. 
You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You search it, you look it up, you... So... I don't know. I'm just worried about our future. (laughs) Well, hopefully we'll be dead before it gets really, really scary. I hope. Speaking of, I got a question for you. Okay. This really doesn't have anything to do with dying, but... Um, okay. Red pill. Mm-hmm. Restart your life at six years of age with all of the knowledge you have now. Blue pill. $10 million in cash. Uh, I know those are presented as like, oh, these are awesome choices. I would not want either one of them at all. No. Not even the $10 million in cash? No. Why? Do you know what problems that would cause? It's cash. No. Nobody would even have to know about it. No? I don't know. They would know. How would you make purchase? Like, you can't... No. You wouldn't take either? No. What if you had to pick one? Or you die? Or I die? Yeah. I think I'd rather die. What? Then I could avoid this whole... (laughs) AI. AI shit. That's my choice. Um, so... Probably the 10 million, if I had to. Yeah. I do not want to be six again. Uh, especially knowing what I know now, but being in a six-year-old body, that would be fucking torture. Um, well, and there's kind of more to I'm that. I'm already in a 10-year-old body. That's bad <laughs> enough. So, I'm reading a book right now, and I don't want to bore everybody, but it's, it's um, a really interesting concept. And my bestie turned me on to it. I'm really glad she did. But it's called The Midnight Library. And basically, it's a like the period of time in between life and death. And the concept of the library is it's filled with all of these books um, that have different outcomes based on the different decisions that you've made in your life. Mm-hmm. Like, what if I had done this instead of that? Mm-hmm. Or what if I hadn't done this? Mm-hmm. Or what if I did that? Mm-hmm the outcome of your life would be very different. Mm-hmm. And when I saw this question, that's exactly what I thought of. Like if I took all the knowledge I have today and became six years old again, my life would be completely different. Yeah, The chances of us meeting would be extremely slim to none. Mm-hmm. So I would never do that. Like there's things in my life that I obviously want to change or think I want to change. Yeah. But if I change them, I don't know the outcome. Mm-hmm. It could have been worse. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. It's just a really interesting concept to think about. Yeah. And, you know, part of the book is talking about the book of regrets. And this woman is 35 years old. And she's going through her book of regrets. And, you know, it starts at zero and it goes up to 35. Mm-hmm. And at zero, there's like nothing in it. Mm-hmm. One, there's nothing in it. At five, there might be like something stupid in there. And then, you know, as the chapters go on, like 34 to 35 mm-hmm. is obviously her longest chapter of regrets because she's completely unhappy. Mm-hmm. Just an in- interesting concept to think about. Yeah. What You don't have to say what it is if you can even think of it, but what what do you think? What age do you think you could attach a first regret to.
That's a big question. Yeah. I don't know. I remember like my first, one of my first like truly embarrassing moments as a child, but I don't know if that's really considered a regret. Mm -hmm. Do you regret, um, could you have changed that? Or could you have, whatever it was, how you handled it or reacted? Um, I mean, it was so stupid, mm -hmm. right? It was like a, like a little five-year-old embarrassment. So I don't, was, I don't know. You were five? Yeah. You were five. Yeah. I think I actually brought it up on the show maybe, or maybe I just told you, but we, it was kindergarten and we had to, um, it was like magic day or something like that. And we all had to come in with a magic trick and I had practiced making a penny disappear so I would sit crisscross and I did something to like make the penny fall like in my lap. Yeah. But I was practicing on carpet. And when I got to school and did it at school, uh, it was a floor. Oh. So when it fell, it was like, clang, 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 clang. And I was like, see, it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone just like looked at me blinking. And I remember being completely mortified. Mm. I think that's actually why I have like this huge fear of public speaking because mm. I just felt that stupid yeah. at such a young age. And mm. it just, as silly as it sounds, it just, yeah, like we talked about, this shit just yeah. gets baked into us and yeah. you can't unbake the cupcake. Those little nothing things can be huge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you're, I don't know. But I don't know if embarrassment and regret is really the same thing. Mm-hmm. In that case, I don't really think it is. Yeah. Do you remember, like, your first... Um... Regret? I remember a couple things, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I won't say what they are, but I remember... Um, like, how old were you? How How's that? That, well... I remember a couple embarrassing moments when I was young, like five, six, probably. Yeah, I think that's different than an actual regret, though. Yeah. Like, regret is a decision you've made or didn't make. The one, you know, the one that stands out that came to mind immediately was, was when I was 14. And um, without going into the story, yeah, it's fine. I, you don't have to. I feel like um, I had the opportunity to like become like I was invited into a, a crowd, basically a certain crowd, and like you know how clicky things are when you're especially at that 14. age. Yeah, and I I said no for no good reason. I think just I was unsure of myself, maybe or. But I feel like that changed, like, um, my future with, at least, not that I regret what happened instead, but, um, like, I wasn't part of that crowd. Okay. I don't know. I, I can tell you when we're not recording. Yeah, I don't, yeah, okay. Because it sounds kind of weird, but... I don't know. You know how like important 
things that are not important now, like when you're in ninth grade, they're fucking your whole world. You know yeah. What I, mean? <laughs> I get it. I just wrote about that actually. So, yeah. All right. Are we done babbling for the week? We're done. Last segment smallpox aroma just happens to be my favorite kind of aroma yeah uh we're gonna head to thailand to listen to this and the song we're listening to is 11 corpses disentombed off of their upcoming release festering embryos of logical corruption out march 31st on inhuman assault productions wow that is a tongue twister yes it is then after that nightmare have we played Nightmare before? I feel I think like we, we have. have. Yeah. Yep. Uh, with the song Throw of Illicit Withdrawal off of their upcoming release, Deformity Adrift, out May 5th on Vendetta Records. And then we are going to go into Carnival of Flesh from Serbia with the song Mask of Humanity off their latest release, Anthems of Extinction, out now. Until next time. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Don't be an asshole. And don't let your pennies loaf. loaf.